Hello everyone, I'm Natasha. This is Lots of Love. I'm here today with Christina. If you want to say hi, go hi ahead. Hi guys. How are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hi everyone, welcome to Lots of Love. Today I'm here with a very, very close friend of mine. I'm back in Minnesota, so I'm gonna be chatting with a lot of friends from my childhood, I guess, or and teenhood, um, and having them on the pod. So today I'm here with Christina Kellner, formerly Vo. Crazy. Yeah. And so, Christina, how about you just introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, I don't know how old you are, <laughs> what you're doing, that type of thing. Okay, so my name's Christina Kellner, formerly Vo. Love my last name, my old last name. Um, I'm 26 in January. Yeah, I was gonna so be like, still 25. Not... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still 25, but we gotta get the record straight. Um, kicked off that insurance soon. Crazy. Ugh, that's too um, much. And so I'm working at Mayo as a lab tech. The Mayo Clinic. The, the oh way. yes, Mayo Clinic um, as a lab tech. And I've been doing that for about three years now um, since graduating COVID year 2020. Yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so um, just to kind of give a little bit of background to all of that. Um, so as I said, I'm in Minnesota as y'all hopefully know by this point, I'm from Minnesota, uh, and I was born and raised in Rochester, which is where the Mayo Clinic is, and that is where we are currently, um, and Christina and I both went to the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities, and we'll get into that a little bit, but first we're going to talk about how we met, because it's kind of interesting. It is. And... Yeah, I feel let's okay. Let me, I'll say like how we met, mm-hmm. but we should talk about like impressions, like first impressions. Okay, I really have to think. I know, I know. Okay, okay. So we met at a birthday party. Yeah. Um. This was at like this like June of after junior year of high school. So we're talking twenty fifteen. Yeah. This um, is like grad party season. Yeah. I yeah. Remember that. Yeah, and it was like yeah, it was a nice day. It was a sunny day. It was. And we met at a birthday party, but the interesting thing is the person's who the person whose birthday it was, neither of us have spoken to her since high school. Yeah. Not for any not for not because anything happened. There's no, no tea. reason. No yeah. reason. It's just like you just Adulthood. drift apart. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just life, you know? Yeah. But we stuck together. Thank God. Literally. And we didn't even go to the same high school. No. So yeah. Maybe we can get in. So, okay. I guess, so we were both class presidents our senior year of high school. So we kind of like bonded over the fact of like being in student government. We have like similar personalities. We're both very outgoing. Yeah. Bubbly, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. I feel like was a word, a word that I would describe my first impression of you and a word that a lot of people describe me when they first meet. Exactly. Me. Exactly. Yeah, so, I I don't know. I feel like I just, like, was like, who's this cool girl? Like, she seems really nice. She's really outgoing. 
like really easy to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's just like very comfortable talking. Yeah. And then we hit it off after we found out we were senior class presidents. Yeah. Such a wild time. But yeah, I would, I was going to say the same. Like I feel, I feel like because, because you know, this was like a birthday. It's not like we knew each other beforehand. It's not in some world. It's not like we tech, we, we probably wouldn't have. Right. If we hadn't taken the effort to maintain our friendship, it's not like it it wouldn't have like gone anywhere, you know, because again, we weren't at the same school and like there was really, we didn't need to cross paths like otherwise, I guess. And so, but I feel like because of both of our personalities and, like, how outgoing we are, that's, like, how we kind of stuck. I just had a random thought. Yeah. Like, you know how we both went to the U. We both stayed in the same dorm. Mm -hmm. If we didn't go to this birthday party, I think we would have had a lot of chances to still meet. And I, do you think that we would have... Oh, that's so hard. You know, because, like... We did student council events together at least, like, two or three times our senior year. Yeah. Maybe. At least two. Yeah. And then, I mean, move-in day. We were about eight floors apart at the good old Middlebrook. Yeah. But, I mean, we both did, what was it? The University Senate. Yeah. MSA. MSA. Yeah. So, like, I feel like we would have had a lot of opportunities to meet, and I think, I, I feel like we would have had a good chance of meeting still. I will say, too, we do, we didn't do have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. So, it's, there's, I guess, honestly, if you think about it that way, yeah. Like, yeah. there's probably a good chance we would have met. I just don't know if, if we hadn't cultivated, yeah. like, our friendship ourselves, yep. how close, like, would we have yeah. been, you know? Yeah. Because, it could be like, oh, like, I'll see you around and be like, oh, it's Christina, like, yep. hi, you know. Yep. Yeah. But I feel like, like, one thing that we did during senior year. I just remembered it. Oh, yeah, my goodness. We would go to um, Einstein Bros and Caribou, like, their combo. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, like, put together here. Caribou, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Caribou is a coffee shop in, like, it started in Minnesota, but it's, like, in the Midwest yeah. a little bit. Midwest coffee chain. Yeah. And so... We would go there, like, periodically. Like, I don't even know how we decided, but, like, we met up there, and we... A lot. Yeah, like, a lot. And, like, we would be there just, like, talking for a while. Like, for hours. I remember. And just spilling the tea. I don't even know what tea we were spilling, because, like, we had not that (laughs) many mutual friends. I think... But that's the thing. Like, it was, like... Just, like, a nice third party yeah yeah like you would tell me like yeah you know about your family or like yeah or like this was like when you like you started dating ben like a little bit before we met or like Mm -hmm. around that time yeah so i feel like and then also we were deciding where to go to college (gasps) yeah that was a big one literally and you okay so what do you remember oh my gosh i couldn't decide where to go and you were like, I think you're gonna go to the you're gonna go to the U of M. And I didn't think that I was like not for any reason. It's just like I had applied to like a lot of different places and I literally could not decide. <laughs> which is how I decided to go to the U. <laughs> which I'm glad that I did. Yeah. But I I don't think either of us necessarily came in with 
the idea that we were going there. Yeah. I thought I was going to go to Madison in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like, I think I've wanted to go there since at least sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of made that switch middle of senior yeah. year that I was like, I'm going to go to the U. How are you glad that you went to the U like over? I am. Okay. I am. I feel like it was definitely the right decision. One, just because distance. Yeah. Like I'm very close to my family. So that hour and a half drive compared to three hours or whatever, yeah. that's really nice. Um, and also I was in a long distance relationship with Ben. So he went to school in lacrosse mm-hmm. and I was in Minneapolis and like Rochester would have been our halfway point. Yeah. So that was that just worked out really well. I don't know how well it would have done if I was like three hours away. Fair. I just don't think we would have like seen each other as often as we did or had the opportunity to. Yeah. That is true. I think I mean it's like I just said too, like I'm really glad that I went to the U because I mean it's also one of those things where you don't know how your life would have been yeah. otherwise. Yeah. But I think that it's it's brought you to like where you are now. Yeah. So you can't really like mm-hmm. not like I mean that was like a determining factor at all. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I I do appreciate that. That yeah. that's how it all happened. Mm-hmm. And plus I just loved Minneapolis. Like, you know, I grew to love Minneapolis yeah. a lot. I think a common misconception that people might have is like yes we live an hour and a half from the twin cities and like mm-hmm. from minneapolis but you we didn't go i at least i didn't go there didn't that either. often like it's yeah. it's like if you were gonna go there it's it's like you have a whole like plan yeah you know and like i'm going to mall of america yeah i'm shopping yeah so it's just like to it's kind of, it was kind of a feat to actually go there so before yeah. moving there for undergrad i didn't know like anything about the twin cities at all me neither i didn't know like i didn't know anything about like the chain of lakes i didn't know i didn't know the u of m campus (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know like really anything yeah so it's it's one of those things where it's one of those things where like going there i did i fell in love with it because i went and i was like wait this is a great place to live and i Mm -hmm. still think that yeah i like will always advocate people know this like especially if you know me from boston you know how much i talk about minnesota (laughs) um but it's it's a great place i know yeah like and going to school in a metropolitan like area and being immersed in that is really i think it teaches you a lot or you're surrounded by so much opportunity versus I feel like if you were in a place like Madison, where it's just a college town, yeah. you'd just be very yeah. And you have like obviously yeah the things to do or like the capital and stuff there, yeah. but like I don't want anyone to feel attacked. Like anyone right. who went to <laughs> went to went right. to Madison, obviously there is the Gopher Badger rivalry. Yeah. Um, but I just think the experience is in a lot of ways, very different Yeah, from what I've perceived. Mm-hmm. 
definitely coming from, you know, Rochester, graduating with a class of like mm-hmm. 400 people to going to a big university yeah. in a metropolitan area. Like, I feel like I definitely grew a lot, mm-hmm. got a lot of knowledge just about like, you know, current events, life. Like, yeah. these were things I really didn't think about mm-hmm. as a 17, 18 year old living in Rochester. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like high school me just focused a lot on what was in front of me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think we grew up in a town where, like, everyone kind of has the same plan, more or less. Like, it's yeah. very, it's very much a bubble. But. Yes. I think, yeah, I think going there, and it was just interesting, too, because I feel like since we were, so Christine and I were in the same dorm yes freshman year of college and as she just said um and I think that that is a really transformative year Mm -hmm. in itself and so we kind of grew with each other in that sense too you know and like again I personally like I went in with the mindset of like I want to like meet like new people which I did like I feel like a lot of my yeah Yeah. like a lot of my closest friends from undergrad are people who aren't from my hometown yeah and I like didn't really run into those people Mm -hmm. necessarily anyway yeah but so again it took intention for like you and I to Mm -hmm. see each other like yeah like like yes we lived in the same building but like beyond that it's like we would you like we made plans to like see each other and, like, we would still go to, like, Einstein Bros and Caribou. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just, like, yeah. we went to, oh, my God, this is all coming back. So, <laughs> my roommate from freshman year, Lexi, and Christina and I went to the G-Eazy concert together. Oh, my God. Which was at the Minnesota, literally, <laughs> the Minnesota State Fair. We went to see G-Eazy, which was really. It was during welcome week, so we were, like. Fresh, fresh yeah. freshman. Like we, I think it was like what the di- two the day or two days after I moved in. Yeah, and it was just so. Oh my god! And then we were trying to navigate how to get to the yeah. fairgrounds, like because the buses don't run to the fairgrounds. Yeah. when the state fair is happening, it's it's kind of complex. If you went to the U, you get it, yeah. but like. That was a time in itself. Oh my gosh. I see pictures. Cause yeah. During our freshman year, it was like our Vera Bradley. Oh my God. Keychain wallet era. Oh my God. I had that around my, my neck. It's feeling cool. Had my dorm keys. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> my God. Literally. And like, Oh, I don't even, that was just, it's just such a different time. Like I was, even in general, I was just telling, before we started recording, I was saying how I got like a Snapchat memory and like sophomore year of college was six years ago for us. So crazy. And that's a really long time ago. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm deeply unsettled. And so (laughs) to think of like freshman year being seven years ago. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I can't, so much has changed, but. So much know. has changed, but at the same time, like, parts of me feel maybe not, like, 
freshman year me, but like maybe senior year Mm -hmm. me. I feel like I have the mentality of a 22 year old. (laughs) Not that 25 (laughs) is much older. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Sometimes I want to like tap back into that, that college person. Let, let a little loose. Not fun. Fair. Fair. I don't know. I mean, as you should. And maybe COVID had something to do with that. Yeah. A little bit. Well, because, like, we literally were inside for a long time. Like, it's like we graduated college but didn't because we didn't get to do, like, the whole thing. Yeah. And then we're just kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Which, like, I appreciate having that mentality a little bit. But, like, it's like you miss it. And you're like, how am I an adult now? This doesn't feel right. Because I think often about how it's like I'm coming home for winter break or Mm -hmm. summer break. And the job that I'm working right now is really just an internship. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, when am I going back to, when am I going back to the U? Yeah. I don't know. I think about that a lot sometimes. So on that note, we were just talking about this a little bit, but what are... How do you feel like the way – so let's set the scene right now. Okay. So, okay, so we're talking to Christina. When we, The reason we said was formally vote was because she's now married. She got married this year. That's wild. I know. Six months ago. Literally. I officiated the wedding, Ooh. which we can talk about all that in a bit. But um, she's married and she owns a home with <sighs> Ben, her husband. Yep. Husband! That's wild. <laughs> um – so, okay, and so you're here in Rochester, you have your own home, you have a husband, you have a dog, Miles. Dog. Um, how does this compare to what you may have envisioned, like, when we first met? So, like, going into senior year of high school, even, like, early college, like, where, what were your goals or hopes and dreams then? Yeah. And how does that compare to now? And how do you feel about like where you are now compared to that? Yeah. So I feel like, like I kind of said before, I was very focused on what was in front of me mm-hmm. in high school. So I guess I was dating Ben at the time, mm-hmm. but it was like, okay, we've been dating for a couple of months. This is a high school relationship. Like mm-hmm. nothing was really set in stone, you know? Um, love you, Ben, back then too, but you know, two, yeah. a two month relationship, who knows in yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, but I think I was more focused on like career mm-hmm. movements more so than, you know, what being an adult is of like graduating college and then you get a job and then you buy a house and yeah. then you get married and you get a dog. Like I never really thought that I would kind of do that template that you kind of read about or see in movies like the typical thing that you would think an adult would do I guess Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense not that not that that's what anyone has to do to you know but like you know what I mean yeah it's just like this like template I didn't realize that I would be like like that would be the life that I live now Mm -hmm. but I definitely was really focused on like you know adventure I'm going to the Minneapolis like oh that's so big compared to Rochester mm-hmm. I'm gonna do so good in college and then I'm going to med school 
And then I think I just kind of stopped there because I was like, to be a doctor, you have to have, you know, four years of med school, four years of residency, and then fellowship. And then that would have taken me to like 30 years old. So I really didn't think that far when I was like 18. I was just like, I'm going to med school. Mm -hmm. So definitely I was kind of, we were talking about it when we were catching up before um, the podcast. Like I was like, if everything happened, like I thought it would have, I'd be in med school right now. Fourth year. (laughs) Fourth year. About to be a doctor. (gasps) Which I am glad that that isn't Mm -hmm. what happened. Mm -hmm. Because I definitely feel like how you said Rochester is like a bubble. Yeah. I feel like having the Mayo Clinic here, you definitely think you're going to do something in healthcare. So I kind of feel like I really only thought about healthcare occupations. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what led me to be to wanting to be a doctor. And I did really look up to my family doctor too. Yeah. So I just I was like, okay, yep, that's that's what I want to yeah. be. Yeah. So and that's very, it's very like impressed upon us. Um, okay, sorry everyone, we had a momentary pause because the dogs needed to be taken out, but we're back. We're back. Um, What I was saying was I, living in Rochester where the Mayo Clinic is, the STEM, STEM field, the STEM field, STEM careers were like heavily impressed upon us. So it makes sense that like you wanted to be a doctor because one, think of how many people who did and then two, the amount of people who actually are like following that and it's Mm -hmm. like probably what 80 percent yeah of yeah the people here right um and like even in our curriculum and stuff like i felt like there was always more weight put on stem stem subjects yeah 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 Yeah. but when was like the when was the point when you were like okay this isn't the move for me i'm gonna go in this direction honestly because on once I got into college, the goal always was to take a gap year or two after graduating, mm-hmm. work, use my degree, make some money, yeah. and then go to school wherever they accept me. Mm-hmm. And during, like, I think after the first year of just working, I started, you know, like, you're in the real world, you're working, you're nine to five or whatever. And I realized that, you know, I really enjoy having a life after work and not needing to, like, take homework like take work home yeah type thing and like how important a work-life balance was Mm -hmm. um that I started to kind of think you know and I'm sure it's possible being a doctor to like you know to have a nice balanced Mm -hmm. life but just knowing myself I don't think I would have been able to do it so then that kind of got me thinking do I really want to do this or am I just doing this because it's what I've always said Mm -hmm. I was going to do? Mm -hmm. So yeah, honestly, within the last year, it was more like I actually realized I don't want to be a doctor Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, And that took a lot to even figure out what you don't want to do. Yeah. But I I, yeah, yeah. I think like, from someone like 
in the public health space and from what I've seen and heard and learned and someone who's also like in the political space I have I take issue with people who don't like their heart isn't in it like when they mm-hmm. want to be a doctor but they still do it because that's what they think they have to do or like I agree what they think is the right thing to do yeah because you're just not if you're not in it like if you're yeah. not passionate about it you're not gonna be a good doctor like I just right. don't trust like I'd rather have someone who actually cares you yeah. know and you hear a lot about that like just from my two years of working just in you know the male clinic space of yeah. like you hear because there is a med school there yeah um you just hear like students who got accepted because they're cookie cutter stats mm-hmm. but they don't really care at all and like they're yeah. I don't know. Like, that's a seat for someone who actually would have cared to be yeah. a doctor, is passionate about it mm-hmm. and stuff. And I don't know. I also just really thought about, like, just, just well-being mm-hmm. post. 100%. You know, in the job. And that definitely has been, like, a shift in mm-hmm. the past two years since graduating. Like, just focusing on overall well-being that I just knew that just because of, like, the life aspect that mm-hmm. – if I value that more than this career that I've wanted to do my whole life, then that's not for me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't go to say that, like, I, I would have, I still would love to be in, like, be a doctor. I was thinking about being a pediatrician, mm-hmm. a family doctor. Like, I still would love to do that, but like, the details weren't really aligning for me, mm-hmm. and that's where I just was kind of like oh I guess I never really thought about other careers other than being a lab tech Mm -hmm. and then a doctor so then I started just kind of you know still am looking around yeah trying to figure out what what career I would actually be happy doing Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life yeah because you know yeah Yeah. no for sure for sure I think I mean I say I've said this before on the pod and just in general like our lives are so short in the grand scheme of things and like why would you spend it doing something that doesn't fulfill you right like like and the thing is like other pockets of your life matter too like people Mm -hmm. who only focus on like one aspect it's like there's all these other things as well that make you like who you are you know um so I think it's good that you have like that yeah realization yeah because a lot of people don't a lot of people think they have to follow right like the the typical whatever you're supposed to do because i mean i even think about it for myself like i feel like even in high school i was like okay i'm gonna go to college then right after go to grad school then right after like get a phd Mm -hmm. like like get my master's get my phd and like and that's because that's what I knew, like, from my parents. Right. And I always thought, like, I would go directly from undergrad to grad school, which yep. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend. Like, I, I'm glad that I. Yeah. Like, honestly, I needed the money to, yeah. to move to Boston and go to grad school there. Like, I needed. Yeah. I needed the money. I needed the experience. Like, that's something that I still talk about in interviews and, like, even to get into grad yeah. school, you know. So, I. And there's just more. There's just more out there. Like, yeah. There's more living to do. And I think that I really just realized that, like, one year out of graduation, that, like, mm-hmm. there is so much more to do 
Yeah. Even if there isn't, like, there's so much more to discover about yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like, going back to the whole high school to yeah. college versus now, like, I just don't think that I was very connected to myself, if that really, like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that I really knew who I was. And so just kind of figuring that out and, like, spending time to really, like, understand me. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that yeah. make sense? No, it doesn't. That reminds me of, I don't know when it was, maybe a year or two ago, you you texted me and you were like, I'm like excited for us to get together because I, there are like some like, I don't know how you phrased it, but there, you were like, there are like some life like growth things yeah. that I want to talk to you about, like some changes that I want to make yeah. in my life or like ways that I want to just like your everyday just like mentally physically spiritually like whatever like there were things that you wanted to do and like Mm -hmm. switch yeah yeah that was like a really big year for me yeah I feel like yeah quite literally a year of realizing Mm -hmm. things about myself 100% and just like I don't know being being well yeah trying to be well Mm -hmm. so I think that that played a really big part like finally just kind of stopping and pausing and being like who am I what do I want Mm -hmm. quite literally like a a quarter life crisis that people say they go through I went through that still going through it yeah I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah still don't know but know a lot better than I thought I did yeah I mean so okay so from when so if we take like you college maybe like junior senior year maybe sophomore year even right yeah how would you say that you have like shifted like both like mentally and physically like since that point like what yeah what and like how did your priorities change I guess too because I know um I know that like I just feel like college Christina and post-grad Christina are like, you're the same, but you're also different. Yeah. I feel like it. Which I guess happens for a lot of people. Like, you go right. to college and, like, you... You're a child. Yeah, you just, like, live. You're yeah. like, oh, let's well, do yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, And you feel like you're almost invincible or your life is yeah. just... Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I feel like college me... The first word that I kind of thought about was, like, just impulsive. Like, mm. you know, kind of maybe, like trying to be spontaneous and, like, have fun and live this Mm -hmm. great college fun life. Like, I really don't think I thought much about anything and just really, like, suppressed a lot of, like, emotions and just thoughts. Um, Primarily just because, like, to focus on school, like, I really had to put in a lot of, you know, time and effort on that, that, like, everything else just kind of was pushed to the side. Mm -hmm. And then like definition of having fun was you know more so of just hanging out with friends going out to eat whatever um so then it's not really timed to myself it was like I gave time to school and then time to others yeah um so that's that was college me even post-grad the first year Mm -hmm. I was still more focused on like external things yeah I think is how I would describe it just definitely external things um until honestly when Ben proposed yeah 
typical, but <laughs> so typical, but like that really like put a fire under my butt to really? like change things. Yeah. So typical. I know. Yeah. But it's but also like interesting. Like that's also like the definition of how I just really like changed, mm-hmm. you know, like, I guess we'll start with like simple things of just, you know, how I changed like physically instead of mm-hmm. mentally. Cause I'm honestly still figuring that out. Yeah. But, yeah. But like physically, I feel like in college, you know, you're more focused on the way you look than the way you feel. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think I'm going to yoga sculpt at 6am at the rec. Well, like, boom, I, I did my I did my good deed. Of, yeah, like exercise. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about what I was putting into my body. Yeah. Whereas like, post grad, I kind of understand a little bit more of like what it means to fuel your body Mm -hmm. um so that's definitely changed into like the positive direction Mm -hmm. and to actually enjoy what kind of workouts I do yeah versus like it was more of like a task and don't get me wrong it kind of still is yeah but like instead of kind of being like oh that that was such like a time yeah it's like now I'm like okay I I really needed that yeah that little work oh I think I mean, that's the thing too, right? It's like, I feel like everyone, when you're in college, it's very much like, yeah, you could go do like these workouts, like you said, or whatever, yeah. to maintain like a certain image. Yeah. But then, but that's also to prep you for like the amount you're going to drink yeah. when you go out. Or like, yeah. the, like, honestly, I did not have like a good, even, like, regardless of that, because, like, I didn't really, like, drink as much in college, but, like, just in general, like, mm-hmm. even with that, right, yeah. like, the, what I was eating was, like, not, it. like, yeah. I did not eat, right. and when right. I did, it was, like, really shitty food, yeah. you know, right. so, so I think, and I think that realization of, like, once you graduate, like, okay, this isn't sustainable, yeah, is so real like I'm just like I can't eat like this anymore like I can't do things like this anymore you know Mm -hmm. um I don't know it's just it's a lot of like unhealthy habits like yeah yeah, practices yeah yeah, are like very rampant in college that you don't really think about until after yeah and even if you look at people who are quote-unquote healthy right or doing healthy things it's like what are what is the motivation or the reasoning behind that yeah because like unless you're I don't know it's like unless you're an athlete because we were at a d1 school right and like they had their own situation going on and like they could have assistance with that but like the average joe yeah the rest of us it's like first of all the dining halls <laughs> were abhorrent. And that is a very known thing, like, at at the U. Um, and we did, like, work on it in student government. I don't know. It's a whole situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna feed you in the ways that you need to be fed. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, too, like, you're taking that, this is the first time you're living in an apartment. Yeah. You're not living with your parents, like, you're living with friends. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to cook for, like, an entire year. Mm-hmm. 
and probably before that, how much, how often did you cook, like, growing up? I am so lucky with the parents that I have. Mm-hmm. I never cooked. <laughs> Literally. Like, and, I mean, but that's, like, the other thing, too. I think also a lot of, it. I feel like that also might be, like, like growing up in, like, an immigrant household with, like, yes. like food is, like, a big thing, like, in... It is a love language. Yeah, yeah, and... I don't know. It's just it's just a different time. Yeah, you know. But yeah. no. So and who at the t- I didn't have the time like no. to make actual food and like I didn't want to allot time to that. Like I was running from meeting to meeting. I was right. running from like I had class and then meeting in class and then like yeah. again like you. If I weren't doing those things, I was being I was being social. Like I was yeah. like hanging out with friends. Like yeah. I never had time. To just sit. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I feel like the pandemic also pushed me well, into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I felt like I used to be very afraid of being alone with my thoughts. And yes. just, like, being, sitting with myself. Yes. And now, like, I love doing that. Yes, that is actually such a big thing that I realized during this time, too, mm-hmm. was I always was on the phone with someone like I'm going Mm. to get like even like moving back to Rochester yeah I'm going to get groceries I'm gonna hit someone up like you got time you want to come to Trader Joe's with me yeah like I can't do that myself Mm -hmm. for some reason Mm -hmm. and then I finally had that realization and I was like I we gotta work on that and so you know I did a lot of journaling um and it's still a work in progress. Like, yeah. I do get, like, a little anxious sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to get something, and I, I just got to go. So, yeah. and, yeah, it is still a mm-hmm. anxiety thing. But, mm-hmm. but we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, it. and you are. And you yeah. have been, like. Yeah. And I appreciate that a lot more now. And it's it's really funny, because I'm an only child. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, and that's. I think that's really interesting as well. Well, okay, but here's the thing, right? So, um, well, first, before we talk about that, do you want to give a little background of, like, your culture and, like, your ethnicity? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, I am Chinese and Vietnamese. Um, Let's see. So my dad was born in Vietnam, and so were my grandparents, and they immigrated here, um, and they've been here for, like, 30 years now in Minnesota and so my mom is Chinese and so my grandparents actually went from China to Vietnam and had their kids there Mm -hmm. so then my mom's Chinese and Vietnamese type thing you know so um definitely very traditional parents Mm -hmm. um that you would think of not necessarily what people would think like tiger mom tiger parents you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like where they're just very on you to get things done like yeah. your schoolwork blah blah, blah mm-hmm. piano mm-hmm. like I was they weren't like that with me yeah um yeah so yeah yeah I think so to kind of go into that like what I was gonna say is a lot of your family like extended family is yes. here as well like yes. in Rochester so it's like you you are an only child but also, you yeah. grew up, like, with your cousins yeah. at the same time. That is, like, the really fun fact or, yeah. or, like, fun thing about all of us is, like, both my parents have 
10 siblings. Mm -hmm. So then I, on both sides, on my mom and dad, like I have 15, like 18, 15 cousins on each side. Ugh, that's so fun. Yeah. And um, on my dad's side, they're all in Minnesota and only half of my mom's side is here. And we're all very close. Mm -hmm. Which is something that, like, I kind of learned going to school that, like, not every other family is like that with their extended family. Mm -hmm. Where it's super normal for us to just spend a weekend at my grandma's house and, like, we see each other every weekend and stuff like that. So I was around a lot of kids, a lot of people. So maybe that's that's mm -hmm. why I don't have as many only child traits, hopefully. Um, I mean, I feel like people would not be able to guess that about you. Like, I almost yeah. forget it. Like, not that I forget it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, like, she literally doesn't have siblings. Yeah. Like, but because I just think, I don't know. I feel like family has been or is has always been, like, such a big part of you yeah. and your yeah. life. And, like, what we were talking about earlier when, you know, we meet up at, like, Caribou Einstein Bros. And, like, even if we were, like, it's like if we were spilling the tea, like, like, I learned so much about your family, like, through Yeah. That, you know what I yeah. mean? And, like, mm -hmm. I, even in college, like, I met so many of yep. your cousins and All stuff like that. All of my cousins yeah. went to the U. Even, like, the ones now. Yeah. They're all at the U. <laughs> Which is, like, I think even for, I think that it's nice that you had that because I think a lot of times especially like different cultures and like communities of color do yeah. like to to it's like you find comfort with each other yes and I think like for me like I have a sibling which is great um but then it's like in terms of extended family like I'm not close with yeah. my extended family especially in the way that you are mm -hmm. but I'm close with like the Indian community here mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah. so like it it definitely is, like, a different vibe, but at least you always have, like, someone to, like, you always had someone to hang out with, basically. True. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so, <I'm> <laughs> yeah. So, it's, like, once you get away from that. Yeah. Or, I don't know, like, how, I guess, okay, kind of, if we go from this angle, like, when you... We were talking about this a little bit before, but, like, Ben, you started dating Ben, ben and man. he is a white man. He sure is. And I think that, like you were saying, like, he kind of just went with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, obviously, his family's very, they seem kind of chill. Like, they're or, just like, very, yeah, they're chill. Yeah. They're, like, what you would think of a traditional like Midwest American like family. White, yeah. Which when we were talking about it before, how Ben learned a lot about the way my family, you know, just kind of lives. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about like white people culture. Yeah. <laughs> you could no, even say that. Yeah, of course, of course. Mm, maybe not culture, but like like yeah. just like yeah. things that people do yeah. that are very different from the way that I was raised. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've, apparently, you're not supposed to use like the decorative like pillow sham to actually sleep on. <laughs> 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 you're supposed 
supposed to have like oh my like God. you know like the, the yeah. solid color yeah. pillow thing yeah how was i supposed to know oh my gosh but also it's there so just use it sleep no. on it like like we make use of everything like yeah <laughs> and like what's up with the pillows but now i have fallen into that scheme Fair. i love the pillows yeah i do I yeah do. But just, like, stuff like that, mm. I had no clue. When you brought Ben home to meet, like, your parents. Yeah. Were you nervous about that? Yes. So, I actually wasn't allowed to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We never really had... My parents never gave me a guideline of, yeah. like, when I was allowed to date. But I think, like, they always just pushed it off to, like, after high school type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. So, of course, like... I always, like, you know, secretive, blah, 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 had Mm. boyfriends because they were scared that if I had a boyfriend, I would just fail in Mm. school. Mm. And I was like, isn't that crazy how you can actually have both? Like, you could (laughs) could do well and have a boyfriend? Yeah. So I actually um, hid Ben for about, like, three months. Fair. Um, But I was also, like, a senior or a junior at the time, and then I just started to, like, not care as much Mm -hmm. of, like, my – parents finding out Mm -hmm. so I do remember like my mom was in my room and like I had a little Polaroid picture of Ben and I from like the school dance or something okay and then and it's been there for like months yeah and my mom just noticed she's like what is that (laughs) and I was like oh so that's my boyfriend and they're they also just kind of like went with it and then as like they got to know him Mm mm-hmm his character, his personality, mm. like, then they were, like, they just, they didn't care as much of, like, about the whole dating situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely nervous because Ben is, like, the first guy I actually ever yeah had meet my parents. Yeah. So, I was very nervous, but it all went well. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's nice? at least nice? I thought it went yeah. well. No, I mean, well, here you are now, right? True, so, true. I mean, what's, I think what's nice is as an only child but also as like me being like the the oldest Mm -hmm. sibling you set the tone right like you it's like what you do that defines everything else so it's like you didn't have anyone like they weren't like oh like so and so is doing this or like so and so is doing this like it's kind of just like well this is like what my child is doing yeah it was like a collective of like my mom and her siblings and my dad and his siblings Mm -hmm. like because I grew up with, like, two other cousins that were the same age as yeah. me. We all had the same guideline. And we we quite literally paved the path for everyone that came behind mm. us. Yeah. They, they're living life. Yeah. They're living life freely. <laughs> actually getting to tell their parents things. And which, like, we do now as yeah. adults of as course. well. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, it was definitely a different upbringing yeah. than what my cousins mm. had at that age. Yeah. Going back to, you know, like, your parents, they met Ben and got to know, like, who he is, like, his character, whatever. What do you feel like, in general, when you're introducing, like, a partner to your parents, slash when you're introducing, let's say your partner's white, and you're Mm -hmm. introducing them to your, like, immigrant parents, what are certain, like, traits or qualities, like, in your partner that you'd want them to have, like, in that situation? I, for sure... Um, polite, mm-hmm. respectful, mm-hmm. kind, yeah, clean. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. actually kind of a big one. 
clean um and just I guess like intentional you know Mm -hmm. which I think that's kind of important for you know Ben learning about the way I was brought up and like Mm -hmm. my culture and stuff like he could have just you know come to family events and just be there but Mm -hmm. you know he actually took the time to get to know my cousins get to know like my uncles and Mm -hmm. that I think that that with him just doing that without me telling him to um I think that created a lot of trust Mm -hmm. of him as like a person especially like with my parents and then like my grandparents and my aunts and uncles too like Mm -hmm. I definitely was very worried like yeah you know I am I'm, I'm dating a white man I feel like they never they never said of course it's always preferred probably to marry someone of like your same culture especially Mm. since English is my parents and myself like our third language yeah so there is a language barrier Mm -hmm. um so I know that my parents of course they probably it it would be more comfortable Mm -hmm. but um yeah I think they the important thing was just that Ben was a good person yeah that like after my parents said that to me because I we never talk about it and then I just asked I was like so like so like Ben he's not Vietnamese he's not Chinese like what, what do you think <laughs> um like after like years of dating I yeah finally, like asked my mom and then she was like no he had a great upbringing he's a great person that doesn't matter as long as he's a good person yeah and same thing with like my family I like my extended family yeah I definitely was a huge people pleaser so I was very nervous like thinking about what does everyone think about my partner Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um but no it's been great now yeah just looking back like everyone always asks like where's Ben if I go (laughs) to a family event and he's not there and like my cousins quite literally hug him before they hug Mm -hmm. me yeah so that's that's really nice Yeah, I mean that's so a part of my. I even answer the question. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. That was great, and I was gonna say like a part of my, um, when I officiated Christina and Ben's wedding, a part of like my speech or whatever that I gave, I talked about the fact that like Ben, since he's gotten so immersed like in Christina's family and like in her culture and stuff, like they she like joked that her family like her cousins like him more and like. It and is like, only true. <laughs> and I I think that's honestly, like, best case scenario. Right. Because it's, like, especially what you said. Honestly, everyone should listen to this, like, in general. Like, whether whether your partner's, like, whether you're a person of color or your partner's white or whatever. Your partner should, like, if they actually like you and actually care and want to be with you, like, they should be taking the effort and time to like know the people who are important in your life yeah because I just feel like it's like that thing where I really pay attention like if I'm on if I go on like a first date or something if I ask a question like my date should ask it back right you know like like it's you have to like show interest and if you don't it's like very it's like well yeah then you don't care you know yep and I think that for Ben to do that at such a young age Mm -hmm. without you really prompting him is like huge yeah it's very mature yes um because like people like grown people don't 
don't do that or don't even know how to do that, right? Yeah, because, like, the only thing I really told him to prepare him to meet my parents and my extended family was, like, you know, we have to greet everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, we quite literally go up and say, like, hi, Mm -hmm. grandma, hi, grandpa, and then, like, Mm -hmm. down the line, you have to hit everyone. And then same thing with our goodbyes. Like, it's just respectful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in just you know, people of colors, cultures, it's yeah. just a thing. Yeah. Um, co- compared to like, you know, your casual goodbye everyone or like hi yeah. everyone type yeah. thing. Um, yeah. And that was the only thing that I really prepped him for. Okay. Yeah. And then everything else was really just him. Yeah. You know, like as you we were talking, I was really thinking about how I would feel comfortable just leaving him with my uncles, with my aunts, and that's something that I definitely didn't think I ever would yeah, would be with cuz like he can hold a conversation yeah. and like is actually interested in like I don't know, building fences or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good though, like that yeah. level of comfort and I feel like that definitely takes t- like you build it over time, yeah. but like especially now that you both are married, like it's like yeah, yeah of course you know, like, mm-hmm. you're literally family, like, mm-hmm. at at this point, especially. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's really interesting, and, like, in, in that sense, too, with, you know, navigating, like, the cultural aspect of it, but then also, like, you both went to different schools, mm-hmm. and you both were pursuing, like, your individual interests, and, like, making your own friends, and stuff like that, and, like, you were doing everything that you were doing at the U, mm-hmm. um, with your degree, and, like, you joined a sorority, and then, wow. yeah, I know, it's, like, <laughs> wild, right, and then, like, Ben was playing soccer, yeah. and stuff like that, how did you maintain your relationship, or, like, how did you, like, obviously not everything was smooth sailing, right, how did you overcome that and like when did you know like oh I'm gonna be like spending my life with this person and did that help you yeah let's see so I feel like so Ben's a year older than me Mm -hmm. and so I really feel like we were dating like the first six months of us dating was the only time that we were actually like in the same in the same town yeah yeah because then he went off to college and I was a senior in high school which I don't think that there was any issues that year, honestly, with, mm-hmm. like, communication at mm-hmm. all. Um, and then I think come freshman year, my freshman year, that was when it was just kind of, I think, like, I got just, I don't know, insecure, you know, about that. Because at that point, Ben was a very important person to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was definitely someone that I knew I was going to be with for a while. Mm-hmm. But, like... In relationships, I never try to, like, look too far ahead. Yeah. Um, But just because it's, like, I don't know, you don't you don't want to get hurt in the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just past experiences, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew that Ben was going to be around for a while. Yeah. By one year. Yeah. Um, Then it was just kind of, like, you know, typical, like, college, like, people get crazy and like they're going out and blah, blah, blah. So of course, like I just like really got into my own head about Mm. all of that. So then I really focused on like 
communication. Yeah. Because my biggest thing was always like, if we're not talking while we're long distance, then like, why are we dating Mm -hmm. type thing? Which Mm -hmm. might be a little extreme, but like, I really did believe that. Mm -hmm. And that took a lot, like communication took a lot of navigating. Yeah. Because Ben was, is more of like a, he doesn't like phone calls. Like he mm-hmm. thinks that like one mode of conversation, like texting is like more yeah. than enough. And like me, I'm just kind of like, I want to FaceTime you every night. Like mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like just like, yeah, not extreme, but just more, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think that that was just also a learning curve for us both that like, I think after we kind of just, you know, went through a couple of those fights or whatever about mm-hmm. communication styles, like, I think we both realized that we just need it's it's a learning curve for us mm-hmm. that like we need to like work on it together and like meet each other halfway with it because I think at that point we both kind of knew that we're going to be together for a long time mm-hmm. like more than what I originally intended and like we need to just figure it out. Yeah. Like I had to, you know, tone down on my communication like I don't need a FaceTime every night and Mm -hmm. like he stepped up his game a little bit to kind of meet me halfway Mm -hmm. with that so yeah that was that was a tangent yeah no I mean but it's like I think again it's it brings you to like where you are now you know and like the the aspect of like that whole thing of like what you maybe have had envisioned yeah in high school mm-hmm. and like what you're at yeah. now you yeah. know and I think that again you were both in very different places and yeah. spaces like mm-hmm. physically and probably yeah. mentally at points you know yeah. and like let's say you had decided to like go to med school right yeah like where what would be happening right like there's always like the what if right but yeah I think I think in general it goes back to like intention and like what we were talking about too like we are here sitting across from each other yeah like still close because we communicate yeah like we put in that time yeah because I don't know. It's, like, so easy to lose touch with people. And, like, there's – I think there's a lot to be said, like, even in, like, romantic relationships. I feel like a lot of people, they'll, like, go through that process of, like, we aren't talking as much. Yeah. Let's break it off. Yeah. Like, this just isn't – Yeah. The connection, like, isn't there. Yeah. You know? And so to maintain that, it's, like, very – it's not easy by yeah. any means. I think, like, the biggest thing for me for relationships in general is, like, you just, you both have to want it. Yeah. You know, you both need to want to have a friendship like we do that, like, you give in, mm-hmm. you know, some time and effort to, like, you know, like a plan. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And so that was, like, my biggest thing that, like, I don't think it's necessarily the person and like their personality that mm-hmm. like would make me want to like break off the relationship or something because I think that we both just need to want it and work on it yeah and I really thought that like like you know Ben's a great guy yeah he didn't have a great communication style mm-hmm. but like he kept on working on it yeah and, like that said a lot to me about him as a person yeah. and 
that's how we are married now. Yeah. Because we just kept on, you know. Because he cares. Yeah, and we kept on choosing each other rather than choosing Mm -hmm. to just leave. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, a long-distance relationship, it's not not ideal at all. No. But there are good aspects of it. Like, I gained a lot of independence. Mm -hmm. Like, I was able to, like, focus on myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, the biggest thing is just we just chose each other. Yeah. And... So with that, you're here now. You're in Rochester. You're in this house that I'm you both here. own. Yep. And how do you feel like you've been able to maintain your independence? So the easiest thing is we do work kind of different shifts. Yeah. So that so Ben works like three twelves mm-hmm. and overnights. Yeah. And then I work. Sunday through Thursday, like, 2 to 10 p.m. Yeah. Um. So definitely, like, like on those three-day stretches that he's working, like, the most I'll see him is, like, when he comes home from work and, like, I'm just waking up and then he has to go to bed. Mm. Um. So there is, like, that physical barrier or whatever, like, just, like, a yeah. time barrier there. Yeah. That, you know, it's not great, but it is the easiest way to kind of – we both have our own time. Yeah with that um but definitely we still we do a lot of things together for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah actually you know I'm taking it back it really (laughs) is just the work schedule (laughs) I mean fair but like because I think I don't know I feel like you have always been very good at like even though you're in a relationship it's like you still make time for your friends. Yes. Like, you've always been very good at that. Like, Thank you. Yeah. I try. Course. No, I, and like, I, well, one, I feel like you probably don't even need to try because like, I just feel like that's just how, again, you're a social person, yeah. right? But I also think like, you just, I don't know, like, I feel like if someone asked you to be there, like, you would be there, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. Maybe it was easier also, like, in college or, like, when Ben was gone and he, like, moved to college, yeah. you know? But then even beyond that, too, like, not even now, yeah. right? Even in the times that I've seen you, whether you were, like, in your apartment with Ben or you're yeah. here, yeah, it's still been very much, like, like, yeah. it's us. You know right. what I mean? Right, Yeah. I think a big thing, too, is in high school, I definitely made it a point that I did not like just, like, relationships where it's just you and your partner mm-hmm. and nothing else in the world matters. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I – that wasn't, like, a relationship that I wanted to be in because I feel like, you know, yeah, you're just missing out on a lot when all you do is just – it's just it's just you and your partner. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think – I made sure to have a life. Yeah. Outside of my partner. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a big point that I wanted to try in any relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but right now for sure, I think the time schedule stuff really makes us have our own time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do appreciate it. Like last night my cousins are going on a trip and they dropped off their dog because mm-hmm. we're dog sitting and they're all like, Where's Ben? I'm like, oh, he, he's, at, he's at work. And then my uncle asked me, like, 
what's his shift? And I said, 6.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. And he's like, you stay here alone? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. <laughs> and I guess, like, that's where I should give credit to myself of, like, okay, maybe I do have a lot more independence than I thought. Yeah. That, or, like, I'm okay with being alone. Yeah. More than I thought that yeah. I would have. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, especially now, it's that, – that time is sacred in a lot of ways because – you are an adult with bills to pay with a, right. with a job that you work every single day. Right. And so it's like a lot. Like that's a lot in itself. And yeah. then on top of that, it's like you have all these other like things too. Like now you have a dog and like now you have yeah. like yeah. even back when you before that when you were like buying a house and like mm-hmm. wedding planning. Like, it's like how you said like you were stressed out for however much however like a few months there you know Mm -hmm. like figuring all of that out and so to have time when no one's telling you something that you need to do or you're not telling someone what you need like it's just nice it is yeah you we really don't get and we as in like just people in general like you really I don't think that people really have that as much as they think they do you know yeah like just time for yourself yeah or at least I feel like you and me yeah we really don't like just like in college jumping from meeting to meeting blah 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 like I still feel like I do that in a Mm. way Mm. where I really don't just like sit down to just watch tv or something like if I'm watching tv I'm doing something else yeah well and that's I don't know I still feel I still struggle a lot with like needing to respond right away to people (gasps) I know and like that type of stuff it's just very and I'm just like they, because I think it comes with the need to like explain myself or whatever. Yeah. But like, for what? Like it just it just doesn't. It's I really know. not that yeah. deep. Like at the end, and yeah, I think that's something that I've been trying to work on myself. Like same. Just yeah, like just being like a type A person, being yeah. a Virgo, whatever. Yeah. Like I, it's really like I'm just like just let it go. Like it's really yes. not that deep, and like this can wait. Like. If yeah. something is going to completely, like, self-destruct overnight, then that means there was something fundamentally wrong mm-hmm. in the first place. Like, yeah. it's not because you didn't yeah. send a text or, like, right. you didn't send an email. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's definitely the biggest thing I'm still working on. Definitely so much better now is, like, not feeling like I need to explain myself because I feel like most of the time that just, like, digs a bigger hole. Mm-hmm. Be- and, like, that also is connected with, like, being misunderstood or feeling like I'm misunderstood that is such a thing because like I definitely realize now that it's more of like how you perceive it yeah like it's okay to be misunderstood yeah as long as you're holding yourself accountable and like you get Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. yeah well okay maybe okay let's end on this note yeah with if you How do you feel like there was a point in life when you, or how did you overcome, like, that worry of, like, how someone perceived you or, like, how friendships go to, like, where you are now, where you're just kind of, like, I'm cool. Yeah. Not that you're always cool with whatever happens, but. I think I went through a lot of extremes with, like, trying to find my balance of, like, I wanted to please everyone. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to do everything that everyone else was doing. And like, 
putting other people first um, to like the max. And then I kind of was a little more cutthroat after yeah. that, like on the other extreme mm-hmm. of kind of like, well, if one person kind of did this and I'm, I'm done, like, yeah, I, we're, we're done. Yeah. Um, to just kind of figuring, like to trying to be understood, mm-hmm. like by being over, over explaining everything. And yeah. then I got tired. It is tiring. And <laughs> I just kind of got tired and like I you look internally and you're just kind of like you I realize that everyone is different and the way that they think is different and it's okay to think the way that I think and it's okay that yeah. they think the way that they think um there's really no right or wrong as long as I think that you know I'm right mm-hmm. and I well not necessarily but just like mm-hmm. as long as I'm like holding myself accountable to like my actions and the yeah. things I say and actually hearing the other person's things like I think I'm very level-headed where I am able to like hear the other side and sympathize yeah or whatever yeah um but then it's like the next step of like okay are you still gonna like hold true to what you're saying or are you just gonna yeah you know jump like you have to whatever? maintain like your integrity yeah so that's something that I'm really working on mm-hmm. is like I feel like decision making also just really like ties into this. Like yeah. just like making a decision, right or wrong, mm-hmm. and just being accountable to myself. Yeah. I guess. Like it was just a lot of internal look that like mm-hmm. why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Like I matter. Or like yeah. the things that I think matters. Like and if what I'm doing is wrong, then you know, learn the right or mm-hmm. something. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's that's a good reminder, I feel yeah. like. And Obviously, it's a work in progress. Yeah, Yeah. it still is. But it's, like, what you said about getting tired. Like, it's just exhausting to have to keep doing that. Yeah. And at a certain point, you have to, like, cut your losses and just be, like... Yeah. You know, this is the way that I want to proceed with my life or this situation. And, like, if I'm okay with it, Mm -hmm. then great. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I think I'm just trying to... Mm -hmm prioritize myself yeah um that yeah no 100% it's a work in progress for sure um I what we'll end on is this what is something from this past week that filled you with like joy or love I really was thinking about this (laughs) um Wrapping presents. Oh, that's so fun. Oh Wrapping presents. I love to give presents. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited that it's like we're celebrating Christmas this yeah. Saturday. So just putting on that Christmas music. Yeah. And wrapping presents. Looking forward to spending time with family. Yeah. First Christmas in our new house. So. That's so exciting. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh. Y'all, their tree, you can't see it obviously, but it looks great. Thank you. And... They decked out their house for the holidays, and it's just so jolly. Like it's our best holiday. To, yeah, to no, decorate. this is this is. Ugh. I'm inspired. I'm every inspired. other holiday, every other season, week. Yeah, but that's the thing. This is the most like this is the best time. Yeah. It's the it's the jolliest time. It's the coziest time. I know something about those lights. Yeah, hundred percent. I, for me, it would be. I haven't been to Minnesota slash my hometown slash seen my dad or my brother in six months. The last time I was here 
was for Christina and Ben's wedding, actually. Yeah. Um, so it's really filled me with joy and love to be back home for the next couple weeks and spend time with my family and like be at home, like my home home and like see my see my friends here mm-hmm. as well. Like I just I just needed a break from like Boston and I just wanted to be in a space where I could like literally breathe like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like have like fresher air yep. and just like be in a more spacious yeah environment and drive my car, which yeah. I take look, for granted. Well, yes, because I know that I know that it's I support and love and promote public transportation. Yeah. It's just I really love driving. Yeah. Like I really love driving. Like yeah. I'm sorry, that's just that's my that's a flaw of mine. And yeah, it's yeah. just it's so soothing and therapeutic and it's Ugh, I don't even know. But either way, it's been it's been a nice wholesome week so far. Yeah. And we're rounding it off with this recording, which Wild. is nice. My first podcast. It's so exciting. It's so Honored. exciting. Thank oh, you for having me on. Of course. Thank you for being here. Um, well, I mean, you live here, but like, thank you for being on the pod. Lots of love. Yes. And I am excited. This might possibly go out next week. I'll let That's you know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, as long as like the audio is good and everything. Yeah. Sorry. My dogs are whining. <laughs> They are back it's, from their walk. Honestly, it's it's like dog ASMR, you know? True. But either way, I hope that y'all are doing well and you enjoy the coming holiday time. And I'm sending you all lots and lots of love. Love that. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.